You're 20. If I had 20 back, oh, what a mess <laughs> I'd make. <laughs> 20 is for you. 20 is for growth. 20 is for the pursuit of a tomorrow that is better than today. 20 is for options. 20 is for passion and uh, knowledge and enjoyment. It is not for continuous compromise. It is not a time to say, this is the guy that I gotta make it with because this is the guy that I have. And no matter what compromises, no matter what I don't like, no matter what he does, I have to put up with it because he's my man. 20 is for firing dudes when they don't act right. 20 is for <laughs> figuring out what you like in certain men. 20 is for finding out what different kind of men are out there and which ones you want to keep and which ones you want to discard. It's not for picking up other people's clothes. It's not for for sticking it out when you're not enjoying it anymore. 20 is an opportunity to move onward, upward, forward. Get a large life so even if a dude doesn't end up in it, you still enjoy it. 20 is for, for, for creating all of that potential and not just compromising your way into the corner of a closet somewhere wondering what the heck happened. You don't have any children. You're beautiful. You're working. You're working at a gas station. Nothing wrong with it. But at your time off, don't be looking to spend time with him. Go look and spend time with some books and your brain to get a new degree so that you can put the gas station in your rearview mirror as you step forward into some other kind of existence that won't include him. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Of course you got Jay. And of course you got Welly F and the F stands for fantastic this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wow, really? That's a fantastic intro right there, sir. I mean, that was... You get you get a fantastic this week. Really? Yeah. Okay. And okay. the F is for fantastic. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Yeah, don't do that. Don't touch yourself. Oh, God. Anyways, break down the intro, sir. Speaking of touching yourself, never mind. <laughs> uh, well, I had somebody somebody asked me, you know, they were like, they had they had a situation where a mother came to them and it was like, you know, hey, my 15-year-old daughter is doing this and doing that. And I pretty much told her that, you know, she needs to, you know, she needs to have life figured out. And I'm just like, hold on. Life figured out at 15? Seriously? I'm almost fucking 40. You know, I have life figured out. I'm just saying, though. Like, for real. And it basically just got to the point where I was like, you know, and I, I saw that, uh, it's Judge Lynn, I believe divorce court um, and I saw that a long time ago on Tumblr and I was like man like we, we definitely have to use this as an intro just because I mean it hit the nail on the coffin although she's speaking to a woman about men I still relate to it because no matter what it, we're, we're all human and humans in their 20s tend to forget certain things and one of the main things they tend to forget is no you should not have life figured out in your 20s I know multiple people by the time they're 30 that had 8 to 10 career changes. I know people that are reaching their 40s for real and they're just getting into law school. They're just getting into middle medical school. So, um, and I also, and I tell people all the time that I meet that are in their 20s. And, and this is, and I hate to say this, but a lot of times, you know, me being the age I am and me running into 20 year olds all the time, I look at 20 year old, 20 year olds, and I, I don't necessarily say you have a lot of life left. Because, I mean, you can die any day. Mm -hmm. But I definitely say that you do have a lot of energy. You have more energy 
than a 30 year old or a 40 year old. That's why I laugh at people when they be like, uh, 30 is the new 20. No, it is not. <laughs> 30 is 30, and it will always be 30, and you're going to feel 30. Then you got to do th- stuff that 30 year olds do. Exactly. Um, don't get me wrong, your average 30 year old nowadays is pretty childish, and a lot of times when you come across a 30 year old, you don't even know they're 30 just by the way they hand, they, they, they carry themselves. Like, if you if you was to ask me uh, how old Amber Rose was, I really probably would have told you that she was older than she was. But and which is kind of weird, but I wouldn't have thought she was thirty three. Well, I, I guess whenever I think Amber Rose, I originally link her to Kanye, and I know Kanye's late thirties, almost forty. But then I was like, well, Wiz is you know my age, you know. Definitely, yeah. So like, I, I guess I, I always just revert to Kanye, never think about Wiz, and then you know she's thirty three. In case people don't know, like I just did. It's like, oh, okay, well, no, she's not that old, you know. And on my end, I I did feel like she was a little older, but at times I definitely thought that she was a lot younger than thirty three at times. But then again, I, I just look at her, I'm just like, well. I mean, she's definitely a woman, and she's de- she definitely carries herself a lot older, but at times, her demeanor can be somewhat childish. So if somebody would be like, Amber Rose is 28, and I'm like, oh, well, I can see that. She acts like somebody that's 27, 28 that's trying to act older. But then when I hear that she's 33, I'm like, nah, I definitely can see that. But then she still acts, she still probably acts a little older than 33 at times. Mm-hmm. She acts like a cougar to me, and it's just weird. But, um... And that was just an example I give off just because I can even say Kim Kardashian. I damn near, I never, I don't know how old she is, but she definitely carries herself probably younger than what she really is. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's for posterity, though. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. But, you know, like I said, when I, when I come across your average 20-year-old, man, I, I pretty much just look at him like, man, you're, you're, you're chasing love. You're chasing all these things, and you're putting so much pressure on yourself for what? I'm not saying you got a lot of time, but... What is really putting the pressure on you? Why do you feel like you have to have it now? Like, my mindset growing up was like, all right, at 25, I'm going to have my dream career. I'm going to have the wife. I'm going to have the house. If I don't have the kids, they're going to be on the way. Like, in my mindset, like, 25 was when you started these things. And four years ago, I, I just had, I, I, didn't, I wasn't even in my career. I probably was just getting there four years mm-hmm. ago. So, like, it doesn't go as planned. And my 20s, being 29 right now, has been spent with a lot of trial and error. It's been trying love, failing at love, messing up at love. It's been trying work, failing at work, trying more work, being, you know, stressed beyond belief, being on the highest of highs beyond. Like the the, the thing I posted on on Instagram, uh, was it like two days ago, I guess, when I was like, you know, I still go through very high points in my day and I still go through very low points in my day. Like on a daily basis. So for you to say somebody 15 should have their life together. I'm 29 and I still don't have my life together. And so, and, and I used to worry about that till I actually had this conversation with J Mark. He's like, everything that's meant for me is going to happen when Mm -hmm. it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing I can do to alter it. There's nothing I can do to speed it up or slow it down. Everything that's meant for me is going to happen when it's supposed to. And he said, once he realized that, it took like a lot of stress and a lot of pressure off of him. Just understanding that you can't speed up your life to get to the finish and you can't slow it down to enjoy the moment. You Variables just have, are gonna you take have place to do it. That are going to be lucky. Shit, you might hit the lotto. That changes everything about your life. Uh, but then again, shit, you might break your leg. Or you might, a person, can, you know, some serious shit could happen. Some life altering shit could happen that can either slow you down or speed you up. And, and, that's, just, and that's just real. And you can't plan for everything. And that's why, you know, I love when people tell me, like, I love when I come across somebody that's young and ambitious. 
And I, I pretty much look at them and just, and I, I, like I said, I admire them. But at the same time, I look at them and like, man, I, I hope you're prepared for disappointment as much as you're prepared or you're so anxious for success. Because the, the likelihood of you, you know, being disappointed is, is highly likely. And, and that's, just, that's just reality. And um, I was even, you know, obviously re-listening to last week's episode. And um, <clears throat> when Remy was on, I mean, I, I heard her say certain things as far as, you know, like, her having her business, you know, together, you know, her pretty much, she pretty much, she sounds like a woman that has it all figured out. But then I think about her boyfriend, and I think her boyfriend may be the average guy that is pretty much, he's taking life as it comes. So when I was thinking about that, I'm just like, okay, that's a prime example of somebody that is in their 20s, getting close to their 30s, and they don't have life all figured out. Because in all honesty, Remy is the exception of somebody that has life all figured out because... It just doesn't happen often. Like <clears throat> when you say life all figured out or get have your shit together, what do you mean by that? Like when you when you say all figured out, get your shit together, you know, you know the journey to your destination. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, okay, like I said, by age twenty five, I'm gonna be. Let's just you know speak hypothetically here. All right, I'm gonna be married at twenty five. Uh, we're gonna have kids at twenty six. Um, by 27, I'm going to be COO of the bank. And then, you know, by the time I hit 55, I'm going to run the bank. And then I'm going to run the bank for about seven years. You know, like you just you just have these time frames, these time stamps, these, these checkpoints, if you will, mm-hmm. that you've set in your mind. And, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong to have goals. But at the same time, like, you don't know if that's the way it's going to go. Exactly. And so, like, when you have your life, quote, unquote, all figured out, I look at it as you know exactly where you're going and how you're going to get there and by the time you're going to get there. And you're confident in, in how you're going to get there, too. Like and you're, you know you're very plan. confident. You're, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, I can't do this because it deviates from my plan. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't spend time with this person because it deviates from my plan. Like, I, my focus is here, and if I, if, I start putting, if I start taking the scenic route and if I start hitting these rest stops, you know, I'm not going to get to my destination when I'm supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was looking at stuff. I had a, it was a long list of stuff that people should expect in their 20s. And, you know, I found a lot of that stuff, you know, to be true. Like, when you're in your 20s, man, you're going to realize that, hey, you're going to look back and it's like, should I even have went to college? You're going to have moments when you, you look at it like, man, I got a lot of debt for no fucking reason. Um, you're going to realize that, you know, you can scratch as many lotto tickets as you want. It may just, it just might not happen. It's people who scratch lotto tickets for 30 years and it just might not happen. Um, and that's some, that's something they say about millennials. They're like, well, millennials are waiting longer and longer and longer to have kids. And it's like it's because we're already in so much financial debt. Like it's who wants to bring a child? Into like who wants to be a, bring a child? Uh, basically, another expense. Exactly. Like you're creating life, of course, and everything, but you're you're creating another expense for yourself. Yeah, I tell people so, all the time. I mean, if if you plan on bringing another child into this world and you're financially stable enough to do so, so be it. But do understand that bringing another child into this world is another expense. This is a capitalist country. This is a first world economy that we stay in. And no matter what anybody says, a lot of things that we love to do, a lot of things that we cherish, money is involved. At the end of the day. <laughs> I tell you, I say people about relationships, like don't get into a relationship if you're not financially stable. Because somebody, no matter what, uh, the, the, it's either the, the man is going to need something, the woman's going to need something. You have to make sure that you can reciprocate what somebody's giving you. Yeah, you may catch a person every now and then that's a simple date that, you know, they don't want much. But at the same time, there's some people that can't afford that. Yeah. They may be really into a female and they can't, they can't, they can't afford a Wingstop date. 
one of one of one of my I want to say mistakes in relationships was being able to afford to do stuff and not doing stuff. True. Cause that 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 is something like like you know it's the weekend and we spent the whole weekend in the house, mm-hmm. me and you. I mean, and that's good sometimes, but sometimes like you have the capabilities of doing stuff, you know, yeah. do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, there, there comes to a point where you gotta you gotta create moments more than saving for whatever. Yeah, true. Like you have to create those moments at times, and like those moments are what you remember, not oh, I, it cost this much, and then we had to starve for a month or struggle <laughs> for a month. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying to anybody, you know, to go rent a fucking blimp on a date, you know, but at the same time, you know, create those moments. It might cost you a little bit more now, but you know, create that moment, and then you can create free moments too. Very much so. I've, I've, so. I've created some free moments that you know are memorable that last a lifetime. So you know, it's 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 a balance of things, but just moments are are very valuable. I think I think uh, one of my regrets is, uh, well, I guess I guess that I can relate to that regret, but at the same time, I think not realizing how cost effective certain things are, and I should have just been like, I can just do this, and it's cost effective, you know, just do this, because. Thinking about last week when I was talking about my homegirl, her friend passing away. I mean, we always talk about living life, but every moment that you live in life doesn't have to be, I'm getting on a plane, I'm getting on a train, I'm getting on a bus to go. Like, you can enjoy your city because there is still shit about this city of Houston, Texas. A lot. That we still haven't done. A lot. And yes, it's expensive to, to, to get, get around out here, but there are still free things out here that you can do. Like, I was talking to somebody today about how... Um, there is like they have these polls out where they say who's more who's in their phone more than it, you know what race is in their phone more blah 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 and I, I was looking at it, I seen you know blacks tend to be the ones that watch more TV watch more you know they're on the phone more they're more into pretty much not going being outside mm-hmm. and I, I I definitely looked at it like well a lot of black parents don't want their black children going outside because they don't want them getting shot by cops. So I understand them keeping him out in the house for those reasons. Then you got your other black parents that just feel like, well, if I send them outside, um, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta worry. I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure, you know, he gets back in. I gotta pretty much, I gotta stay awake. I gotta, I gotta be attentive. And it's much easier to pretty much raise your child by putting him in front of the TV. Yeah. And that's the truth. So when I was thinking about that, I was just like, man, it really sucks because. It's so many kids not going outside and not actually experiencing life. But even with that, not not to cut you off, but to, to make my point before I forget. Cause okay. A lot of your peers will consider that to be white people shit. Oh, God. You get that a lot. That's oh, pretty much what I was you, you talk, too. You're talking about going camping? Oh, yeah, that's, that's white people shit. White, white, people, white people do that. You don't, we don't go camping. I work this hard to stay indoors. That's something I say all the time when people try to get me to go camping. I, I, I work this hard to live indoors. What I'm going to sleep outside for. But you know, and it and, and we call it white people shit because it's something we haven't been yeah we haven't been exposed to. So uh, automatically, it's a negative. I technically call out of that shit country shit. Like out here in Houston, when somebody's inviting me to go fishing, I'm like, bro, I don't fish, bro. I'm from the city. I don't fish. <laughs> I respect the activity, but I'm sorry, I. It's not nothing you want to go do. Yeah, it's not something. And, and I mean, one day I might do it, but at the same time, it's like, bro, it'd be hot as shit out here. You get wait. You've never been fishing? No. Wow. I had no father. I went with my grandmother. Like country though. Country. That's country. country. Definitely shit. country. You know, yeah. I would I just me, I'm not gonna say white, but 
it's definitely some country shit, but then again, like I said, depending on where you're from, you might view this white. But, um, yeah, either way it goes, I definitely feel like my main point is experience life. Everything about life does not have to be expensive. You can go to a public park. A public park is free. Very you know, free. There's a lot of free stuff that goes on in Houston. There's a lot of free stuff that goes on in Los Angeles, free stuff that goes on in San Antonio, Milwaukee, wherever. Free stuff happens places. You just got to be willing to find it. And a lot of times, like I said, one of the things I did regret in the past relationship was not realizing that if you're letting me make the decision, then I'm going to make sure that that decision is cost effective to me if cost is that important to me. See, me, the mistake I made, or it was like, I felt like when I was making the decision that I was just dragging that person along with me. It's like, oh, well, baby, it's whatever you want to do. Well, I, I, I want to do something you want to do. You know, like, I want to, you know, I want us to both want to do this. But also, I've also been made the mistakes where it's like, you know, Jay, let's do this. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. And just not do it because I just didn't want to. Like, not even taking into consideration their feelings and their plans that, oh, you know, I've made this plan. Let's do it. And I just say no. So, like, I've been on both sides of that coin. And so it's... It's, it's, it's like times you do like you always want some input at some at some time but you know also you have your own plans and sometimes it's a, it's a balance of things like everything in a relationship it's a balance it's a balance that's why the most effective that's why the most successful relationship you see that balance easily like you just see it in their nature you're like yeah they work that out pretty well just because they're similar people so it's when they compromise they don't feel like neither one of them feels like they're suffering right you know so, well that's how I view it but um I know um, people don't like to hear about our weeks. Okay. And that's cool. That's cool. My week wasn't that interesting. Mm. But. <laughs> Try to think about what I did this week. During the week, mm-hmm. I did realize that I tend to give people a hard time about gossiping. Okay. Because I, like, I don't like to gossip. But then, I guess the question I put forth to you is when you think about gossip, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Or if I say gossip, like, who do you think is gossiping? I definitely think it's chatty women, immediately. And from an anonymous source, <laughs> that that person feels like that's unfair because they feel like men gossip as well. And not gonna lie to you, I would consider the conversation we had earlier prior to your arrival to be gossip. And I was gonna say that I would consider it to be. And gossip. before we jump into this, you know, super deep, <laughs> um, gossip is defined defined as idle talk. Or rumor, especially about the person or private affairs of others. The act is also known as dishing or tattling. Gossip has re, uh, been researched in terms of its evolutionary psychology uh, origins. This has found gossip to be an important means by which people can monitor cooperative reputations and so maintain widespread indirect reciprocity. Blah, 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 blah. So basically, all in all, gossip is... It's useful, but it's useless at the same time mm-hmm. as far as its subject matter. And I had to agree with the anonymous source and say, you know what? Everybody gossips. It's human nature. Absolutely. And the structure of a man's gossip tends to be more like if I was to say like, go ahead. He's about to say something. I, I was thinking like when men gossip, it's rarely about other men. Very true. And I, and, and I could be wrong, but... In my very true as my, far as my gossip would go. Yeah, in, in my participations in gossip, it's rarely about other men. But I feel like when women gossip, it's typically about other women. 
it's, it's and I could and about, I could be wrong. And there's a lot of times, it's like I feel like yeah, I feel like when I'm, I'm uh, like the like if I take the black the black the black Rob no black China black Rob is a person. Black Rob is a person. Black Rob, black Rob, Rob person. had had a couple bangers too. Yeah, he really did. But for this conversation, <laughs> sake, it's black China and Rob. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear people talking about stuff like that, the first thing that comes to mind to me is what am I getting from this conversation? So is this conversation like an album filler? It's just meant to just be a be a part of the day that just it helps the day go by. So really, it's meaningless. But the usefulness comes in where it, it let time, it helped time pass by. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I see those situations. I see that as bullshit gossip. That yes, I can say women tend to get into those more. But at the same time, if I'm going on Baller Alert, whatever website. I see men on there just as much too. Absolutely. And and I also pointed out to my anonymous source that I feel like I know I know white people. I interact with some Asians. I know white people. I, I know white people. Uh, I know some Asians. I know I know black people. Obviously, I know more black people. But from my perspective, it feels like at times that black people tend to gossip more than anybody else. I, and I, then, I have to agree. As I thought about that, I related it back to the fact that they say black people are on their phones more and they're watching TV more. That that could be skewed, but all in all, it still makes sense because even with TMZ being probably a white-owned you know network or a program, I, a lot of times I feel like the first people to react to those situations are black people, like in the comment sections, and I feel like a lot of that news is geared to black people, like. That's the first, like, they love this this uh, Black China and Rob situation because of who was involved. Mm-hmm. You really don't, yeah, you see the Kardashian aspect of it, but the woman of color overtakes everything, you know? And it's just, it is what it is, but that's how it feels. That's the juicy news. The woman of color being involved is the juicy news. And the thing is, I mean, obviously we're behind on this topic because we didn't want to talk about it last week. And I really don't want to talk about it, but it kind of pans in the, our overall aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong with Black China did. I don't see what I don't. I feel like, depending on who you are as a person, you could take. I could just easily say perspectives, but depending on who you are as a person, you could take either side, uh, and you could easily do the role reversal thing and be like, well, if you flip roles, you're dealing with a. If you if you take Rob's personality and put it in a Black China into Black China, you got an unstable, overweight, loser. Sort of, so to speak. I hate to say it like that, but that's what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when you look at Black China, Black China is heralded as this beautiful black woman, nice body, um, not necessarily highly respectable, but for the most part, most men think she's hot. And a lot of women probably think she's hot too. So it's kind of like going into a gunfight with a knife. See, really. from everything I, I, I've understood, and like I didn't know that they were supposed to be together, if they were or not. I'm so. I, I'm I, I didn't think they. I didn't think they were together. So if they were, she was wrong. But if they weren't, it's like Rob, you was just kind of sugar daddy in her out. And then like, I understand you putting a roof over her head and everything like that, taking care of your child. I understand that. Like, if I if I if God blesses me with a child and I me and the mother split up, like I'm gonna make sure that I can provide. I'm not gonna make sure I can, but I'm gonna do my best to provide for my child and my child's mother if she's the primary caretaker because that trickles down. Like. I'm, my baby's not going to be okay and the mom be struggling because then that in turn trickle downs on my child and my child's not going to be okay. Just common sense. But at the same time, 
Black China got her own money, Rob. Real talk. Yeah, I didn't buy this jewelry. But even when you talk about right or wrong, I mean, is it right to respect somebody or is it wrong to respect somebody? It's, it's always right to respect somebody. Exactly. So, but I can't. I, everybody's not on my moral compass. So if, if you if you catch this dude in his Versace robe, laying next to your baby mama, ex baby mama, and it's deliberately sent to you to piss you off, would you deem that as respectful or disrespectful? That's disrespectful. So when you send somebody something disrespectful, especially somebody that is knowingly overweight, mentally unstable, a loser. Like, you know you're going to get a reaction out of him. And you're dealing with somebody that used to beat you, supposedly. Like, what do you expect this person to do? you expect this person to be rational in this moment? Or do you expect them to be irrational in this moment? That's why I say, I don't care about either one of the two. I'm only worried about Dream Kardashian. Because, like you just said, if the primary caretaker isn't taken care of, then it trickles down to the child. So in this case, you have two mentally ill people that have a child in their hands and... The worry is gonna the, the problems that they're causing, that they're having, are gonna trickle down to the child. It only makes sense. And it's unfair. It's very unfair. Like, y'all are doing all this shit, but y'all are y'all are adults, y'all are grown ups. Like, mm-hmm. be mature about this shit. Like, she sent you a picture of some some guy. You you post her her you post one of her many nudes well, that, on, that, yeah. on 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 Instagram and all you got out of it was everybody looking at you like you took an L like you a sucker and you got your account deleted. It's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, and now you're probably gonna get charges pressed against you. Yeah, and it's not gonna hurt him any, but whatever, you know. It is what it is, and I like, like I'm just like you. Like I don't keep up with to be once again it's gossip. I don't really keep up with that shit. I don't keep up with the, the hottest celebrity news. So obviously, I don't. I didn't know that they weren't together. I was totally confused by it, and I just kind of feel like it's just a publicity stunt anyway, just to keep them relevant. Because all in all, who cares about Rob and Black China's situation? Once again, just continue to post pictures of your cute child and pretend to be parents. That's all you got. Why do. you can just do that? Yeah. Just do that, and um. And even and even when it when it comes to gossip, I always look at gossip like something like like it said. It's it, a lot of times it's not really based on facts and it's just rumors. And um, when I think about rumors, I automatically you know I you have to ask yourself, um, why do people start rumors on other people they don't even commu- communicate with? Like why is that something that society does? Like why do people why do people make up stuff? about people they've never met and then I mean like why do you what's the cause of that I mean have you ever been a part of that have you ever experienced somebody just starting a rumor about you and it's just like who the fuck started this and where did this come from I've been a part of it but it's never been to the extreme to where it made me care me neither so like whenever I've had rumors started about me and stuff like that it's been like really like to me it's like it's obvious that I wouldn't do anything like that to me to you, yeah. So like, so like, if you buy into whatever, like if you come ask me about it, I'm not going to confirm nor the nor deny because I'm not going to push this forward. Oh, so like, cares. so like when you say, yeah, Jay didn't deny it. No, I didn't confirm it either. Yeah. So whatever, if this is what y'all want to talk about, go ahead. Like, because rumors die. Rumors do. Unless die. you give them life. Mm-hmm. And me arguing, going, oh well, he denied it, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it had to happen. Nah, I don't, I don't have the time. I, I I definitely think that. Unfortunately, in today's society, depending on what you look like, who you are, your social status, being a part of rumors is something that you just have to deal with, unfortunately, because people that aren't that intelligent 
or people that aren't in your position, they want to bring you down because misery loves company. So once you get to a certain position in society, you just got to expect certain things and you really can't cry about it. For instance, Kevin Durant made a move that caused him to be the bud of last night's show <laughs> by my favorite quarterback. <laughs> Obviously, he probably was just reading off a teleprompter. He probably could he didn't care. write that joke. Yeah, he probably could care less about that joke. And it's like, what Kevin Durant going to do to me? But you have to expect that type of ridicule because you made a decision. It was a public decision. You're a public person. You're a famous person that made a decision that 80% of society doesn't like or agree with. So from now on, you're going to be you're gonna be heckled. And see, even his mom laughed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, she knew it was a joke. And she like and like she told him when, when that he won the title, like, you're a champion. That's all Can't nobody take that away from you. So regardless of what they say, they can't take that away from you. And it's kind of like what Kevin has to do is he's going to have to do what LeBron did his second season in Miami. You're just going to have to embrace that villain. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and really, people don't even look at him like a villain. They just look at him like a punk. Yeah. And just, <laughs> just embrace it. And, and I've seen he's been doing it like he had the cupcake snapback with the championship ring on it. Embracing like the fact that you think he's a cupcake. Yeah. Just walk around with your with your championship ring on. Let him talk trash and just put your ring, put your, your, your palm on your chin with the ring finger. Just look at him and say, uh-huh. 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 I'm still winning. Yeah. I, I still got this championship I ring. I still got it. That's it. That's all that matters. You know. That's and, what you wanted. And all it is is gossip and politics, you know. Like I'm, I'm, and me being a LeBron fan, I'm man, KD weak for going to Golden State. And I knew, and I say that because I knew Kevin Durant is such a monumental player that going to Golden State would put Cleveland way behind the Warriors. Yeah. If they weren't already there, they're yeah. further behind them. And so, of course, I'm gonna talk trash about it. Of course, just like I talk shit about Tom Brady. But you know that sports, they don't like when we talk. About yeah, they don't sports. like when we talk about sports because sports. I don't know why. Maybe because they're losers. <laughs> Maybe they would want to hear us talk about Spider-Man. So you did watch it? I did watch Spider-Man yesterday. I was very unimpressed. I was unimpressed because Spider-Man didn't have no goddamn spidey senses. And I don't care if you've seen the movie or not yet. I'm going to go ahead and tell you how I feel about it. He didn't have any spidey sense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when he, when he did stick to walls and stuff, I don't know if that was him or was that mechanics. Like like the when um when he was in the lab and and he was spying on the guys he stuck under the table when they walked by yeah. I don't know if that was a suit or if that was him <laughs> but overall it's like he's Iron Man Junior that's all he is he was Iron Man Junior and I I didn't sign up to see Iron Man Junior I didn't sign up to see Iron Man Junior at all um I know at the end of the day comic books is not something a lot of our listeners are familiar with but I'm gonna just break it down like this um no matter if you started off in the early '90s watching the the Spider Man um, cartoons, or if you actually did grab an official comic book that was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, you would know that no matter where you started from, Peter Parker, which is Spider-Man, has always pretty much been around the 17 or 18 realm, and his his legacy started pretty much junior and senior year, and a lot of the most, most important people that he met, he really met in college. He really didn't meet Mary Jane until college. He didn't meet Harry Osborn until college. So really, all this stuff that they're doing in the MCU right now with making him so young and making him who pretty much making him a whole new person is because they realize that timeline never existed. I can do whatever I want. You you say that there was no Ned? Well guess what? That this part of the timeline never existed. So we can create 
this Michelle, this Ned, this uh, we could make we could make Vulture have you know spoiler alert, Vulture can have a daughter. We can do these things because this timeline never existed. So for me, for y'all to go out of y'all way to create this timeline that never existed, to me y'all are reaching. Y'all are reaching. That's the definition of reach. Yes, y'all are reaching in order to make money. And I keep telling people, Iron Man is the most successful out of the out of the MCU. So. When you make RDJ, when you put RDJ a part of it, you bring it in money. It's automatic. So if most of your marketing and most of your posts and most of the things that you see have Spider-Man, which is literally the face of Marvel Comics for years, besides Fantastic Four and X-Men, you know that you definitely are going to put a nail in the coffin when you got the face of the MCU and the face of Marvel. You put them together, it's, it's a knockout. And my main thing with it, like when I posted that shit on Instagram, I wasn't posting it to, you know, you know, encourage people to say I'm not gonna go watch it. I was just letting people know, you know what, this is the pretty much the sixth Spider-Man movie I've seen in 15 years, and it was underwhelming, and it didn't live up to the hype. You create a hype, you better live up to it. I went in there with and no expectations, and that's what um, Nice Guys Cast said. Shout out, shout out to Nice Guys Cast. Like he was like, it was overhyped and underdelivered. Honestly, and Wonder Woman was underhyped and it overdelivered. Absolutely, Logan did too. I, you know how I felt about Logan. I felt. I think you, I, didn't you actually tear up at Logan? <sighs> We're not gonna talk about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> the first two Wolverine movies was horrible, in my opinion. Like. We have the thing that goes on now. Like, we have Hype Beast, and we have people that jump on the bandwagon. With a Hype Beast, a lot of times, if you don't know what a Hype Beast is, a Hype Beast is pretty much anybody that, it's a conformist. And they're going to they're gonna conform to what, what's hot. They're going to they're gonna conform to what's hot in order to look cool. A Hype a hype Beast wears Jordans because everybody else wears Jordans. Simple as that. A Hype Beast, as far as... Pop culture goals is pretty much is gonna say something is dope just because everybody else is saying it's dope. They don't want to have the unpopular opinion, and the people that hold the unpopular opinion usually just they're just deemed as haters. Now people that are bandwagon are pretty much similar to hype beasts, but a lot of times they don't do it right away. They wait, and then they like okay, this is what everybody's doing. I'm gonna jump on now. Like for instance, um, I know for a fact that when LeBron James first made the decision, there was a lot of hate involved in LeBron James making that decision. And, like, I got a pretty decent memory, so I know that there were a lot of people out there that disliked LeBron James for making that decision. And they pretty much said they would never root for him again. So he goes back to Cleveland. All right, so when he goes back to Cleveland, everybody's sitting there waiting, like, okay, are we supposed to start fucking with LeBron again? Is this redemption? Like, is, is You know, like... I think I can start fucking with LeBron again. So I'm going to wait till that people start, you know, coming out and saying, oh, I'll fuck with LeBron now, so I'm going to hop back on the bandwagon. You know, or I'm going to hop on the bandwagon for the first time. It's just like somebody that's a New England Patriots fan. It's just like somebody that's a Golden State Warriors fan. You waited for the success to come, or you waited for the popular, for it to become the popular opinion, and then you jump on. It's like, if you don't remember Baron Davis beating the Dallas Mavericks when they was the number one seed and the Warriors was the eight seed and Don Nelson had left from Dallas to go to Golden State, don't you talk Straight to up. me. Because you had to be alive. You had to be alive. Like, really? Like, unless you're nine years old right now, I'm sorry. You were, you were alive. And you, matter of fact, you were alive and you remember and you witnessed it. And that's and it was the craziest thing ever because the eight seed never beat the one shit, seed. Yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit was real crazy. 
no matter what, I respect everybody's opinion, but I look at the psychology of a lot of things. I respect everybody's opinion, but you respect mine as well. Oh, of course. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have much of a life. <laughs> uh, for the past three or four days, I've been on forums arguing with people about why Spider-Man Homecoming was trash. Bro, you really have no life if you started arguing. I was with people. arguing with people. Like, this, I had no Spider-Man and the Flash are my favorite fucking superhero. They ruined Spider-Man for me. Straight up, they ruined him for me because because now, it's only gonna get worse. It's either gonna get worse or they're gonna have to do some fucking fast forwarding and get to what I am used to. And I hate to say that, but at the end of but the day, are you are you saying that because you're old? That's what it has to. That's be. what I'm thinking. I'm saying that because I'm old. I'm I was old. telling my coworker today because he was like, you know, can I take my son? Is there enough action for him to be perfect for a child? Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's enough movie. for that. But it's like, but when you watch it, you're not going to understand. You're not going to understand why Peter Parker looked like he's a freshman in high school. You're not going to understand why Flash is on the debate team and not an athlete. And why he's an Indian. Which what doesn't bother me, but it's still weird. Like all this interracial forcing that they're doing, and all this. Accepting all this and that. It's just like, why are you putting this into traditional comic book movies? Why? Like, why? Like, we're progressing towards the fact that it's almost like we're scared to make people uncomfortable now. Like, we make people, we offend people. Like I said, like I posted the other day, you know, 1320s, it was this, wow, but as a 2000, I'm offended. Like, be offended. This is what it, this is this country. This is what, this is what, to me, this is what America represents. This is what it used to represent to me. It used to represent that. You have an opinion, I have an opinion. I have a right to my opinion, you have the right to your opinion. I have a right to dislike your opinion, you have a right to dislike mine. Someone, you see what I'm going with this? Yep. I have, I have my personal freedoms, my personal liberties, and you have yours. And I don't deserve to be heckled, killed, maimed, or, or flamed up because of mine. And, and when you do those things, hopefully you don't cause any bodily harm to me. But we live in a society today where if you disagree with, with with somebody or come on man whore phobia <laughs> <laughs> that was something new to me that whore. was something new to me listen to me ladies and gentlemen I'm saying whore phobia and I'm guessing this is defined as the hate of whores we live in a society where people are actually networking together to say you can't hate us whores. <laughs> I'm not a religious guru. I'm not a scientist. I'm not any of that. But I'm pretty sure that what's wrong is wrong. Always. And I've never been the type of guy to sit there and be like, you know, my homeboy's a dog. He be, he be fucking all these chicks. You know, I rock, rock. When my homeboys do things like that, I'm not sitting there patting them on the back. A lot of times I'm fucking with them. I'm laughing. I'm, 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 I heckle them because at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of that shit you do is going to catch up with you. And, and I, that's personal experience for me. So They say they say when you got demons in your past, you got daughters on the way. So I bought her my mark tomorrow's against my yesterdays and hope that she'll be okay. Beach chair? Kingdom come? No? Move along. hate you so much, Jay. It's ridiculous how much I hate you. And that's exactly why I did what I did to you. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Just run me my fade when, when the time comes. Yes, yes, and yes. I will collect. Golly. Let's get back to the show. Can we get back to the show? Or do you I'm, have, I'm here. No, I'm here. Do you have I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for it. Man. Does your mother know you're like this? Me and my mother are the same person. 
We're the same person. She quotes Jay Z. You heard? No, nah, she doesn't quote Jay Z. Okay. She might quote some Mary J. Blige or something like oh, wow. that, but not, not, not okay. Jay Z. You know? Okay. Oh, so I tell you about my mom's fiftieth birthday party. What is it? It's um August August fifth. Her birthday's on the sixth. Oh, Remember we, we had this conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. It's, it's gonna be out of town, but you know we should we should. Where is it? Yeah, Huntsville. Okay. August. What is August fifth? The fifth is a Saturday. I'm pulling one of y'all moves. I'm trying to figure out a way I can flake early. <laughs> no, I'm, that's why I'm letting you know ahead of time. Don't, so don't, my mom's birthday is the third. I know. So I, I know what I'm doing. I know. But uh. 50th birthdays, man, in Huntsville. 50th birthday, and also she's graduating from college with her bachelor. So shout out to my mom's one time. So, you know, that's big. It's about to get real random right now, and I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're just out here being random. This be show is random. Because every time you bring your mom up, I say Mama Brooks. And then I just, and I think about the fact that I call you Mr. Brooks sometimes. And I yeah, wait, first of all, you don't respect me enough to call me Mr. Brooks. I do call you Mr. Brooks sometimes. You might call me Brooks. There's never been a Mr. in front of it. You don't respect me <laughs> enough for that. I, but <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. I'm gonna start calling it. I'm gonna start calling Mr. Brooks more because I forgot that the reason I say it so comfortably is because Kevin Costner once had a movie called Mr. Brooks. Yep. Have you seen it? No, I seen the one with was it George Clooney. What was that? That was called Mr. Brooks. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Oh, you might be right, but Mr. Brooks, I like the Kevin Costner one because basically Mr. Brooks was a serial killer. Okay, same movie. Re- must have been a remake. Was it Kevin Costner? I thought I thought it was George Clooney. No, it was Kevin Costner. And, oh. um, I mean, if you get a chance, you know, check it out. It's Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner, and pretty much he was. I, I can't remember. Oh, you're right. Kevin if he Costner. was an ex, if he was an ex serial killer, or he was a serial killer at the moment. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, he had this urge to kill people when he got bored, basically, and he was a sociopath. And uh, the twist at the end was kind of was kind of lame, but. It was still funny to me because basically throughout the whole movie, he pretty much was trying to get his daughter out of this mess. And um, it's kind of a predictable movie, but it was still cool because it was like, I ain't never seen Kevin Costner in this type of role before. And the dude was vicious. And I was like, he's the very opposite of you because he wasn't a nice guy. Okay. He was, he was Mr. Brooks. He was, he was a real nigga. Damn. But anyways. That was a slug. Yeah. That, was a, that was a long story for a short slug. Hey. But anyways, Mr. Brooks. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I definitely would check that movie out. You know, anyways, that's a random recommendation. What were we talking about before this? We're all the way off track. <laughs> um, ultimatums. Let's let's get into to the ultimatums. Oh, let's get into the ultimatums. That word, that word, that word. Can you give me an example of an ultimatum that you would deem as positive while you're in a relationship with somebody? A positive ultimatum? I don't think there is such a thing as a positive ultimatum. When it comes to relationships, my theory is see, <sighs> see, like, like, just think, of, think of any ultimatum in general where it would be positive. There isn't one. Do you want birthday cake or do you want ice cream? I want cake and ice cream. Can't cake if they're cream. if they're both positive, I should be able to have them both. If they're both positive, if they're both positive. I mean, I had one that was uh, unless unless it was like it was like all right, look, do you want to order pizza then have sex? Or do you want to have sex and then order pizza? Or do you want to order the pizza and let's see if we can have sex before the pizza get here? Or we can have sex and eat pizza at the same time. That's a little messy. It's going to get <laughs> greasy. It's going to get greasy. I think George Costanza would approve. Hey, legendary Costanza. <laughs> but no, I had one presented to me that was like, you know, 
the side chick tells you, hey, you know, it's either you, you leave you leave me, I mean, you leave me for your wife or you don't get this no more. And, 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 and to me, it's crazy that you could spin that into some positivity because in a sense, while, while the man is sitting there knowing he's doing something wrong, this woman is giving him the ultimatum to continue to commit adultery or to stop committing adultery. So Not to stop committing adultery, to stop committing adultery with her. That is true. Damn. Because he, if he's already out there, he's probably going to find a replacement. That is very true. And then nine times out of ten, how you, how you get him is how you lose him. That's true. So he gonna, if he did leave his wife and went for the side chick, he's probably going to end up having another side chick. Or, hell, he might even be end, up a, be, end up being a side dude. Yes, that is very true. Well, I had another one where it was like you can either um, – Go to a college, a good college, and get like you know, I guess a full ride, a full scholarship, or you get a, a good job in a, in a in a nice city. But that kind of sucks too, because more than likely that college that you've probably been dreaming about all your life, that you had a full ride to, you don't get to experience that life. And yeah, you get to go to this city over here, but it's probably not even the city that you grew up in. And now you gotta have to make all these new friends, and you're probably gonna be a six figure dude, but it's still gonna be a struggle because this antisocial weirdo that's <laughs> <laughs> just moved here. That's, that's a strange. Yeah, well, that doesn't work either. Uh, I don't know, man, because what you go to get. And, it's, and, and, and any ultimatum is making you, is forcing you to make a decision that you probably don't want to make. You're either, you're either gonna lose or you're gonna gain. Or you might lose and lose. Yeah, very much so. Because, I mean, if, if especially if the ultimatum is, is pushing you towards a situation you're not ready for. It's like, you know, we either move in together now or we break up. That well, sucks. I'm, I, I'm not ready to move in with you, and, but and I don't want to break up either. Because you, you're about to lose. I don't want to move in with you, because if I move in with you, I'm going to be miserable. But then again, not, even, not even that you're, that you're going to be miserable. It's it's like... I'm not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. That sucks, man. I mean, you you can you can enjoy being around somebody and, and enjoy their company, but also enjoy your alone time. Mm-hmm. And to me, being at work and then coming home that that doesn't constitute as alone time. And then I understand that like some people use the gym as their alone time. I go to the gym, I work out alone. You know, I do that. And you know, I go outside, I wash the cars. That's my alone time. Or you'll be downstairs watching TV, and I'll be upstairs taking a shower, or reading a book, or whatever. Like you can, you can have a long time in the same house, but most of the time, that alone time disappears. And it's, and I mean, and that, it gets to a point in your life that you know, all right, I'd rather be with this person than be alone. And it's not saying that you know I'm afraid to be alone, so I'm being with this person. But my alone time isn't as important to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's something, like we mentioned in the beginning, that comes with age, that comes with maturity, that comes with knowledge, that comes with experience. It's nothing that you figure out in 15. Damn sure ain't in, in 15? You figure that shit out in 15, you're a prodigy. You're a genius. Come teach me something. Teach my son something. Look, you need help. Look, you, I, you remember I sent you the post earlier where I said that, you know, when I look on Facebook or whatever at, at people that I was, I had a big crush on in high school, but yeah. wouldn't give me a time of day. Look, if I would have ended up with the person that I had a crush on when I was fifteen, because I'm, hundred percent sure I was single at fifteen, hundred percent sure. And I remember the person I had a crush on when I was fifteen. I look at her Facebook, you know, comes across the news feed. I'd be miserable. If life, if if our lives went like they were and still collided at at that point. And, you know, of course, life wouldn't be like that if we would have been together or whatever. I'd be miserable. I'm going to throw the butterfly effect at you, though. Because. I, I knew it was coming. I set myself up for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, it would have changed. Like one thing would have changed. Probably would have kept her great. Or I, or she would have made me bad. And that's not saying much. <sighs> Look, <laughs> I can't be the nice guy and the bad guy at the same time. Uh, you're right. You have you have your moments. I, I can't be two face. Uh, two face can be two face. Two, I mean, he's the only one. Uh, that's true. But I mean, you you actually sent me that before, and I didn't say nothing. Cause I was like, he getting a little senile, so he don't know he sent me this before. I've, I've, I've been senile for and a couple of years now. And I sent you mine, and I was like, mine still don't look. She still was it the exact same post or was it something similar? It was the same post, and I was like, I'm definitely senile now. Maybe it was like different women, but it was the same, you know, the same caption, title, the same caption. I was like, mine still blowing him out of the water. Yeah, I mean, I probably can't. I probably wouldn't standard, but she, man, man. Yeah, it's just no. like that. I swear I said it to you. I think I think that one was about exes, though. This one was was about, well, I don't know. It, it's neither here nor yeah, there. I be, I be tripping. I ain't going to lie. I, I, need, I need help. We all know that. We all know that. Bruh, I need help. I just don't have the time. Yeah. I need I need, I need, need an online therapist. That's what I need. Somebody online where I can log on to my computer and, you know, she get, give me a counseling session where I don't have to physically go see them. That makes sense. Does your job offer that? Online counseling? Or like your insurance? Oh, yeah. My, through my insurance, I, I get like five or six sessions. I just don't. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Mental health episode and you just don't utilize it. I don't utilize it. I need to. I yeah. used to. Yeah. But now, like, I should have been going while I've been in town and I've had the opportunities to go. But I've just been bottling shit up. Okay. Okay. You know, go to the gym. You, you see, you see, I'm leaning out, right? Yes, I'm, le- I'm leaning out. Have you been playing basketball? Okay, I'm old, right? <laughs> so we've been playing on we've been playing on the cement court. I, uh, we didn't play like we that. didn't play this week. Mm-hmm. Played last week, and so my knee, the good one that's not surgically repaired, mm-hmm. it would be sore for three to four days afterwards. So I was like. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't like this with that concrete. I played on that concrete like two weeks ago, and like I didn't go hard on it, but it was like I really don't like coming out to the concrete. But it was special circumstances. See, so see, I, me and Eddie Briscoe were playing twenty one. Okay, I had to bust his ass, so therefore I had to play harder than I anticipated. I wonder if bust his ass is globally known as like you know. You know, I had to beat him in basketball. I had to hit him, you know, with some jump shots. I don't want nobody thinking that you're homosexual and you're busting his ass on the court. We do have those global listeners, so. Just to specify, busting his ass means what? Beat the dog shit out of him. Okay. Okay, I really didn't beat the dog shit out of him. I beat him 19 to 21. But I had to give him him the hezzy for that last two, though. Oh, you thought I was going to pull the jumper? Oh, round you, bitch. <laughs> That's some solid shit right there. I'm glad you're getting out there though. You know, I'm loving my morning workouts. They're gonna come to an end soon, but uh, my morning workouts have been pretty fun. And um, I guess it's um, almost that time to wrap it up. But um, I think this has been a very eventful show. Do you have anything to say about the merch that has hit the scene and uh, has got a pretty positive response? I'm I'm actually pretty shocked because I thought I'd be sitting on that merch. For just a while. let everybody know that I have nothing to do. With this merchandise part, I'm pretty much useless when it comes to this. So don't ask me any questions. This is all Mr. Brooks's job. I thought I'd be sitting on it for a while, and right now we're already on back it's order. It's so weird to me. Like, we're already on back order. That is crazy. I mean, the people that get the first batch, not not gonna lie, they're getting a pretty special deal. But after that first batch, I mean, profits are gonna have to be made just because like 
me as far me, I'm not getting anything good from this, but to see you just pretty much just giving it away, I feel like that's very noble of you. I couldn't do it because I'm not a very noble person. But um <laughs> But what what I what I like about it is that the people that have been been with us from day one jumped on it immediately. Boom. That's I cool. need I need a shirt. You know, and I was like, cool, because I know you've been here since day one. You've been giving us feedbacks and criticisms and telling us what you like and what you don't like exactly. from day one. Off, so that, off, the, off the air and behind the scenes, and that's cool, too. You know, they keep the show going. I, and I appreciate that. This, yeah, this was my appreciation. And my brother definitely, uh, he was very happy to see his design on, on something. Bro, when I seen it, I was excited. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, uh, yeah, you, you've done something that's uh, going to be around for a while, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, um, I think um, before we get off, I really just wanted to let people know that you know, I this is not a radio show. As crazy as that sounds, this is not a radio show. This is a conversation. This is how, in my opinion, two dudes talk any other time, and when it's especially when there's no interruptions. I kind of feel like even radio DJs and people that are actually on air, they have to be professional. And me and you both have to work about eight or nine hours. And well, I do eight or nine hours. You might do like three and a half. I, 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 I'm scheduled for nine. Okay, you're scheduled for nine. I'm scheduled and for nine. And we both have to be professional for eight or nine hours a day, five days a week, sometimes four. Yeah. But the thing is, when we come on here and, and do this podcast, and I don't know the, the, the true definition of podcast, but I kind of feel like this is just a vlog or uh, a, a open journal that we record. I don't. I just don't see this as a radio show because I feel like radio shows are so structured and they're so influenced by um, promoters and and people you know that are trying to market stuff. And at times, it ain't a lot of Charlemagnes out there that really are really pushing their possibly. I, put, I say genuine, but quote unquote genuine opinions. And most radio DJs that you get are. Pretty much sponsored, so they have to say certain things, and they can't say certain things. That's why a lot of them have their own side podcast because a podcast is genuinely or typically where you can be yourself. So for me, I don't look at this as a job. This is a time where I don't have to be fucking professional. <laughs> and matter of fact, it's funny. I had a moment this week where we had like a, a, a online conference at work where we just phoned in. And man, when I say some of the people from uh, from Boston and St. Louis have no manners whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, y'all know people are here listening to y'all. Y'all didn't mute y'all live? Y'all didn't mute y'all live? <laughs> yeah, really? Like, people are there like, shit, I messed up. God damn it. Like, well, y'all white people be tripping. But, uh, no, nah, but like I said, man, this is this is not a radio show. This is a conversation. And if you ever want to be a part of the conversation, you already know what to do. Just reach out. We got multiple ways to get in touch with us. And um, we always want to hear people talk. We always want that. Nah, 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 let me stop. I don't like hearing people talk sometimes. I like hearing people voice their opinions or or give me fun facts that I didn't know about. Teach me something about your part of the globe or teach me something about your upbringing that I don't know because I think every individual has something to offer to the world that we may not know about. We may not have experienced. So, yeah. Just keep that in mind when you're listening and you're thinking that you're trying to get some uh some uh, radio one type broadcast where we we all everything flows up. smooth yeah. and transitions are nice. Shit, flow smooth over here. Everything is completely thought out. It's clear, that's, it's, that's not gonna it's happen. It's clear as mud over here. What that's we gonna not do? Gonna happen. And, uh, yeah. 
No boundaries. Do we are we still doing words of advice? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Words of advice are starting now, I guess. Okay, where those I just I had to put those? that in there because it was important. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can start because you're always ready. I'm not ready. Okay. Um, my words of advice. I have three words of advice. You have three words in your words of advice, or you have three separate words of advice? Okay, I got four. Okay. You're going to die. Now that we got that out the way, and you know that's something that's going to happen to end your life, damn near everything else is under your control. So there's nothing preventing you from being anything you want to be, doing anything you want to be, talking to whoever you want to do, talk, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're going to die, and that's something you can't change. So take control over what you can. Hmm. That was very morbid. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I guess that's it had not, a shock value. I guess it had a shock value. Uh, I was just going to say, man, people who don't truly respect you or value your words are, are going to think you're lying anyway. So just, just go ahead and lie. Oh, right. <laughs> no, fucking around. No, but seriously, though, like, understand the people that you're actually communicating with and talking to um, and understand that a lot of times it's not you. It's not, like, you'll get frustrated trying to talk to certain people because you realize when you're talking to this person, you're like, you could be being as honest as possible. Like, you're being honest. But if they don't truly respect you, they don't truly value your words on a day-to-day basis, then it's a good chance that you're wasting your time. So all I'm telling people is, especially people in their 20s, because it's a good time It's a good time to learn this habit is learn to let go and learn to withdraw from situations that just cause you a headache. Because if you're sitting there constantly trying to convince a brick wall to move, you're going to realize after about 10 minutes you're wasting your time. So if you do value time like that, learn to, learn to understand who values the things you say learn to understand the people around you that actually give a damn about what you say and the people that just straight up respect you because people that respect you when you talk to them when you're telling them the truth when you're telling them anything they're trying to hear it until you until you lose their respect or until you lose their you know lose their trust so just keep that in mind when you talk to certain people because talking to people in circles and to the point where you want to punch them in the face is a waste of time I'm telling you and I'm speaking from experience <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that's what I have alright I appreciate your words of advice sir I don't um, appreciate yours yours were very morbid and uh, when I leave from here I'm probably gonna uh, call somebody alright to come check on you cause I don't know what you got going on in your life hey you know whatever yeah okay whatever and with that being said this has been Willie F. This has been Jay. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?